0: Effective communication is important because it helps identify your place in business decisions and personal decisions. Welcome to Communication Matters with Deborah Malnix. Anywhere you go, with everything you do, wherever you live, and whoever you know, communication matters. Now, here is your host, Deborah Malnix. Hello, everyone. My name is Deborah Malnix, and I am the host of Communication Matters. A show that focuses on the importance of communication, not only in business, but in everyday life. Every success starts with communication and we will discuss how others have used communication in their careers to their advantage and how you can use communication to your advantage as well. Today we have a very special guest, Sal Travado, an accomplished and very well respected marketing and graphics professional. Sal graduated from Tyler School of Art, Temple University, with a degree in graphic and web design and began his career in the corporate sector, working for Johnson & Johnson's marketing and communications team, and later as owner-partner of 701 Creative, a strategic marketing and branding firm. Sal has a broad base of experience, having worked with small and large companies in multiple sectors, from nonprofit to Fortune 500 organizations. Additionally, his work has won numerous awards and been featured in national design publications, including Graphic Design USA and Print Magazine. Welcome, Sal, to Voice America Radio and Communication Matters.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. It's a pleasure to be on with you.
0: Good. Well, one of the things I am so excited about because this show is about communication is how you use communication in your field. And if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about what you do, so that they have a better understanding of your function and how you use communication on a daily basis.
1: Sure, sure. First, I just want to say congratulations on the new podcast, by the way. This is a, an exciting new venture for you, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So, thank you very much again for
0: having well, me. Well, you've been a part of many things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how, how I use communication in my in my everyday life? I mean, that's that's really A big part of my business strategy is just building relationships with clients and letting them see how excited I am about their business. I feel like that's, that's an important aspect of of communication is being honest, being truthful with, with people and letting them know that I'm invested in their business in their product and and what they're trying to sell. And when they see that it really builds a, a good, strong client relationship and the communication just kind of flows after that, you know, the ins and outs of the clients and getting to know them really helps you understand their perspective and that will help you ultimately have a a more successful campaign, more successful branding, messaging, whatever it might be. If you can understand from the client's perspective and what they're trying to accomplish, I think that really helps you with your strategy.
0: Now, one of the things we've discussed on this show, which of course is reaching out, I call it the human connection. It's connecting with the other person. What do you do when the other person is not as comfortable with communication? I mean, we've all been in situations where we've talked to other people and they answer in, in one word responses and right. they just don't look interested in what you're saying. And in your field, communication is such a critical component, especially in deciding how you're going to work with the client and what you're going to say about their product or service. How do you handle those situations? And do you find that you are successful in overcoming some of those initial issues?
1: When you come across a client that is a little bit hesitant to give you feedback, what I like to do is maybe talk about what their competitors are doing. And that kind of puts them in that mindset of, okay, well, if this person is doing it, they're my biggest competitor, I really do need to explain a little bit more what, what I'm trying to accomplish here. And, and also, I think just taking pauses, you know, speaking to somebody eye to eye, understanding that it it is that human connection. And if you can make that human connection with somebody, they're more willing to
0: open up to you. Sal, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, How has your talent in communications helped you in your career? So many times people are in situations where communication plays a vital part in their success, in their advancement, and it's so important to be adaptable and feel comfortable. How has your talent for communications helped you in your career in serving your clients? Well, I think that I'm
1: pretty good at reading people's personalities and adapting the conversation to go in that direction. If you have somebody that's a business owner that's looking to expand their business, but they're not really sure about how to do it, they've never jumped into the social media game. They've never updated their website. You really, don't wanna get too technical with that conversation. You have to keep it kind of first level for them and and walk them through step-by-step. Versus if you were meeting with a VP of marketing, you would really have to adapt your communication skills to speak their language and use buzzwords and, and really impress them a little bit with your knowledge let them know that they're in good hands with you. So it really is about reading the person, reading the room and adapting your speech to other people's skill level and personalities, I think is, is a big factor in, in successful communication.
0: Sal, how has your communication ability evolved over the years in working with clients? Do you find that you have a better grasp on the ability to pull out what you need to pull out or making them feel more comfortable? I like to think that communication evolves as we become very comfortable with it.
1: As designers and professionals, we're always trying to evolve and always trying to better ourselves, our skills, if you're not evolving, you're gonna get stuck in, you know, your old ways. It will catch up to you. I think that you're always trying to to adapt your skills and, and evolve for sure. And and I I definitely have over the years. I remember, you know, going into a first client meeting, very, very nervous, stumbling over my words. And it really just comes with practice and experience. And that's really what I tell, you know, I work with a lot of young designers and and you know interns.
0: But the more often you say something, the more comfortable you become with it
1: it might sound silly but when i was you know going on interviews and things like that when i was out of school practice in front of the mirror that way you can see your expressions and now it would be practice in front of your iphone and and video record it and post it on tiktok or whatever but it, you have to see how other people are viewing you and and practice in front of your family members in front of you know if you have a big speech or presentation you're going to have to go over it a few times even though you think you might have it nailed down Once you get up there in front of that crowd, everything changes. So you need to be prepared for that for sure.
0: Now has your communication style changed over the years with confidence, with ability in different areas? Do you find that you're able to do things now with communication that you might have hesitated with in the past?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just being more relaxed and being more confident in your abilities and, you know, if, if I'm growing as a designer and as a, as a, an advertiser, I have confidence because the strategies and the campaigns that I've implemented were successful, and I could speak to that. I can give case studies to back up what I'm saying. You can talk so, about
0: specific examples, which is great because they relate to that.
1: People relate to stories because they can take that on a personal level. If you're telling stories, keep them short, keep them brief. You know, a little humorous would be nice, but definitely that is a good skill to have, to be able to tell a story and relate it, your point, your central theme to what the topic of the conversation is or what the meeting is about. That's a a great skill to have. So maybe before you go into a big meeting or before you give a good presentation, think of a couple anecdotes that would apply to this situation. And that way everybody can kind of see how it's worked in the past and
0: how it could work for them in the future. I always tell my students, you know, talk to the lamp, talk to the TV, yeah. talk to the drawer, just repeat it again and again and again. And basically you're supporting that by saying the more often you say it, the more comfortable you become in telling that story, in relating to that story. And I think that that is a key component of success. Okay. Do you feel that communications today might be stronger or weaker? And I ask this because, I was talking to a group about how to network, how to, how to develop leads. And it really seemed to me that they were very uncomfortable going up to someone and initiating a conversation, where that is such a key component in developing, touching that person and getting beyond that to finding out more about them, their business, and them being a possible client.
1: I agree with you completely that communication has shifted over the course of the last 10, 15 years. And a big part of that, I believe, is due to social media. Everybody who has a social media profile, you're showing snippets or moments in your life. And that's what you're presenting to the world. You're not telling stories. You're not having that one-on-one communication as much anymore. But the people who do have those skills are the ones who are going to get the job. They are the ones who are going to succeed. Nobody's going to care that you have half a million viewers on Instagram if you're going for a job interview it doesn't it doesn't matter. So, you know, developing those communication skills at an early age, practicing them, understanding the importance of them. I think we've lost a little bit of that over the years. And I think that the people who hold on to that And you see it when when you have interns or people who are, you know, applying for jobs, you can see the difference with somebody who really cares and really gets it versus people who, you know, have never really developed those skills, unfortunately. So I think that that's something that you can stress is that, like you said, that human connection, making those connections. And we've lost that a little bit through social media. I mean, there's positives and, and tons of benefits to social media from a business perspective, but it unfortunately does eliminate a little bit of that that personal connection, I think.
0: And I think one of the things that communication does in a one-on-one or even before a group is that it establishes a commonality. It establishes a connection. And I think that connection, we've discussed this before on the show, that when you connect with a person in any way through through conversation, you have a much better chance of developing them as a client, as a friend, as because they're comfortable, because you've connected with them. When you don't have that, you're simply another person in the crowd. It's like anything else. You can meet a new person and for some reason, and you're not really quite sure what, but you enjoyed talking to them and or they made you laugh mm-hmm. and you remember them as opposed to the hundred other people you may have met at an, at an, an event
1: right. where you just
0: said hello to, what do you do, where do you work, et cetera, and you moved on.
1: And I think a, a big part of that is, I mean, you, you've known me for quite a while now, Deborah. I have a very outgoing personality. I'm very friendly. So I think that has helped me throughout the years, having that outgoing personality, being an extrovert, because I'll be the first one to walk up to somebody and say, hi, how you doing? My name is Sal. Tell me about your job, what are your interests? Those type of connections that you build over the years, you know, developing your own network, I think is a crucial part of business because I can't tell you how many times somebody that I knew from 10 years ago that I worked at at a restaurant or somebody that I did a small little job with five years ago, they'll come back and say, I'm starting my own business now. And I remember you you talked about that you were a graphic designer, that you you worked on this small little project for me, and I was really impressed. They come back to you. Building your network uh, is a huge part of, of business, and you can't build a network if you don't have communication skills, if you don't have personal relationships with people. And that's one of the, the key factors to a successful career is building relationships.
0: I mean, I think we are... We're all animals and we're pack animals and the connection instinct is very, very strong. It makes us feel comfortable. It makes us feel good. And when a person is with you and you make them feel good, whether it's a client, a friend, a relative, it's a good feeling. We like it. It's comfortable. And I think today, many people are uncomfortable in situations that maybe for a generation before were very typical, right. you know, such as an, a group, networking in a group. I mean. Today, many people are very uncomfortable with that.
1: But you'll never get comfortable unless you put yourself in uncomfortable situations. There's always going to be a first time for everything. And you'll never know how you're going to react until you get yourself into that situation. So that would be some advice that I would give to people. Put yourself out there. Go to networking events, join networking groups, join business professional groups go onto social media platforms and post questions if you're not sure about things. Start building that rapport with people in your field. Start building rapport with, with people that have had these experiences before. Learn from them and understand that they were in your shoes once too. They were uncomfortable getting up and speaking in front of a crowd or going to a networking event and just standing in the corner with their drink and eating their cheese plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I that was me in the beginning. But then <laughs> I realized that I'm never going to get anywhere if I don't start talking to people. And that really hit a switch in my mind where, you know, this is, this is my opportunity to show people who I am, what I'm made of, and to start building my network and to learn about other people too. You're never going to learn about, you know, other job opportunities or other careers, unless you talk to people about them, you can't stay in your little bubble forever. You really need to expand your, your horizons and expand your knowledge and learn as much as you can about everybody you meet.
0: And I think it could be a fun thing. It could be an interesting thing. It could be so many people I find are afraid of saying the wrong thing or, you know, it's not the end of the world. If you learn from it, I always say it's not a mistake. It's a learning experience Right? because if you do something or say something or or approach well, it. From I'm a, not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's you know, it's not a failure. It's not a mistake. It's a learning process. Right. And the more you learn, I think, the more adaptable you are to different situations. I think in our society, and I hear this from students all the time. Well, I don't want to fail. Well, if you don't fail, you never learn. Right. It's that simple. Because it's not failure. It's learning. If you make a left turn and you were supposed to make a right turn, you don't say I failed. You You say, oh, I should have made a right turn.
1: Take the scenic route, right? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) And it's not about failing. It's about learning which road is the best road for you to take. And I think the only way you find out is by going down different roads. And that's a wonderful experience. Do you, have you ever been in a situation where you attribute your ability or success um, in in achieving an account or getting an account or um, to your communication abilities where you actually um, we're able to say, "I really nailed that because I said all the right things and I made him feel comfortable." I think in our business, we tend a lot of times to come across people who are very self-in enclosed. They don't speak a lot, or they're answering in single syllables. And I've even had people tell me, "Well, you tell me—you're the professional—what I should I be." I get that doing.
1: all the time. I get that all the time. Is I, I don't know what I need. I just know that I need help. Right. right? and and that's when you know i haven't experienced too much that people are closed off or non-responsive what i do get a lot of is uh, i don't know how to make this better i don't know what i need to do or somebody that has a strategy that isn't working you want to find out why it's not working what did you do what have you done in the past that hasn't worked and how can we improve on that moving forward i think that's that's a, a big factor is People don't really understand how much work it takes to develop these, you know, these campaigns or programs or to launch a business, you know, you have a new entrepreneur, but you know, they think maybe they can get the, you know, their sister to design the logo or to post social media for them. That's great for a little while, but if you want to take it to the next level, you're going to have to, you're going to have to understand that there's a a professional aspect to it. So explaining that to people can be hard sometimes because Sometimes it's very personal for them and you don't want to be too sales pitchy on a lot of these things. But like I said, again, putting yourself in their shoes and understanding that, you know, this is their business, this is their love, this is their heart. And and how are you going to, you know, be a part of that? And and you want to really be a part of their team and not an outsider. Making that personal connection and understanding where these people are coming from is, is a very important aspect to having them open up to you.
0: I think when you're comfortable with someone, and this is on many different levels, not just a business level, it's a friendship level, it's a professional level, it's, it's a social level, you really enjoy being with that person, because you have something in common, conversation, I think when you touch someone when you actually are able to converse with them in a way that is non-threatening, where they feel comfortable. And we've all done it. We've all been in groups where we'll meet someone and we say, oh, I just, I don't know. I don't like that person. He or she (laughs) just came across, I don't know. And you don't really know why specifically, except that, ooh, it wasn't a good feeling.
1: Your first impression is always your gut feeling, I think, you know?
0: And and I'm a strong believer in that feeling, as opposed to meeting someone and saying, I really liked what they said. They really seem to know exactly what I need to do. And they gave me some really good advice.
1: And a lot of that is confidence, Deborah, you know, and mm-hmm. you've experienced that over the years. If, if you're confident in what you're saying, like we talked about earlier, if you're confident and you can back it up and show them real world examples of why this is what they should be doing, or you know, that they'll they'll understand and they'll make that connection with you because they know that you want to see them succeed and that's really an important factor in in building that relationship with somebody
0: one of the things that we're both saying is that it doesn't happen instantly it happens over time and if you can take your experiences that are positive negative neutral and decide which ones are great which ones work which ones don't Mm -hmm. you can compile a recipe that really will work and taste great Right. And it doesn't just happen automatically. It's not magic. It's really something that you evolve with. It's something that you develop as you with your personality that you're comfortable with. So many times I, I hear people saying, well, if I only did this or, you know, I watched him and and I want to be like that. I think you have to really develop yourself as you first.
1: Developing your style. I mean, that's, that's definitely something that's really important in in just building relationships in general or giving, you know, in business, developing your style, but being able to adapt your style. Because if I've been in so many meetings or so many pitches where the person comes out with this certain style and it just doesn't speak to me at all, you know, and, and I'm not relating to them, I'm not feeling what they're saying. I feel maybe it's fake or too rehearsed. Too That's the other thing, too. You don't want to sound too rehearsed. Even though you should practice, don't want to sound like you're reading off of a script when you're giving, you know, when you're speaking to somebody or talking about yourself. So that will leave a bad taste in somebody's mouth or, you know, sour the experience for them. So, you need to be able to read the room, read people's faces and understand that if I'm going too hard on one thing, I need to move on and talk about something else. Or if they're not responding to this Q and A, maybe I need to just go to more of a bullet point style. It, you know, it, it really is about developing all of these different styles and blending them together. Like you said, it's a recipe to be able to come out with this perfect, uh, experience for everybody.
0: Well, I love what you're saying, because you're really talking about communication on many levels. People often think of communication as verbal, but communication encompasses many different factors. I mean, if somebody is sitting there and they've got a frown on, they're not saying a word, but you know that they are not happy. And
1: that's going to that's gonna make you sweat real quick. <laughs>
0: it's going yeah. to be a real insight.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Same thing with expressions. You know, I say facial expressions. It's another form of communication. I mean, if somebody is sitting and yawning, they're not saying a word, but you get immediately they're bored or they're tired or
1: at that point, if I start to see something like that happening, I would open it up to them and say, maybe this isn't connecting with you. What would you like to hear me talk about? What are some things that are important to you? You know, put the ball in their court, let them come to you, because if they're not responding to what you're saying, or if you're going on this long sales pitch or whatever it might be, and you're just staring at a blank wall, then you really need to open it up to them. What are some things that are important to you? Tell me. Give me a few points that you would like me to address, or or do you have any questions for me? Right. And and start the conversation that way because you're if you're
0: involving just, them in the conversation rather absolutely. than them just talking. Yeah, because and if I they're just looking something. at you
1: with a blank face, it's not going to end well. And, and you're going to end the meeting very awkwardly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think that's really key because what you've really said is you've picked up that communication from their expression. They haven't talked verbally, but they've been talking through what they're doing with their bodies, the way they're sitting, the way they're looking at you. And that is simply another form of communication. It's nonverbal communication that really is still part of the package.
1: You have to focus on your body language as well when you're, when you're speaking with somebody, because if you're closed off, or if you got your hands in your pockets, or if you're stump you know, just mumbling away and drifting off, it really sets a bad uh, example for, you know, this relationship, this person is saying, well, this guy's not even paying attention to what I'm saying, you know, if if, it could go both ways, if you're not paying attention, or if you're giving a a bad expression, or staring off into the distance while they're speaking to you, it's very disrespectful, and somebody will not want to do business. And I
0: think it's key to relate to those expressions, because it's another form of communication and be aware of them. I mean, a lot of times people will say, well, he didn't say anything, or she didn't say that he was not happy, or she didn't say that she was unhappy, but yet there was no response from that person. And those are keys in communication signals that mm-hmm. you have to be aware of as a communicator as well. I mean, it's not just verbal communication, it's body communication, it's it's facial expression, it's head tilt, it's you know how attentive we seem to be. I think that's the fascinating thing about communication is that it takes many forms what is one lesson you think everyone should learn early in their career
1: just being self-aware of how you're communicating to people sometimes you could you know you've met so many people that come off as standoffish or have a little bit of an attitude or something like that and once you're self-aware of that i think it will make you a better person and once you feel more confident in what you're, you're putting out there to the world, I think that you will, you will have a lot more success in your communication skills and in your business and personal life all, overall.
0: What has been one of the best pieces of advice you have ever received in business that has really helped you? That's a good question. That's a tough one, I know. <laughs> That's a tough one.
1: I think one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten was probably from my father. Um, who's, you know, very successful uh, in, in his business and life. He said, you know, just be genuine. That's really, you know, people will see a genuine person and they will see through a fake person. So that that's something that I think has really made an impact on my life. And that's why I try to live my life by that, being genuine with people, being honest with people and letting them see the real you. Because if you're covering those things up, then there's no way you can make a real connection with somebody because you're not being yourself in the first place. So being genuine in all aspects of your life and and your communication and your business, I think that is one of the, the most important tools that I've developed just personally over the years.
0: You know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people in business, especially if they're in sales, think that they have to be very exuberant and outgoing and friendly and And that was the style of sales in in a particular time that might not have been that person, personality or style at all. And so many times they came across as, and it's even been termed, they're a real salesperson, you know, pushing and, and, and repeating again and again, because they weren't them. That wasn't who they were.
1: When somebody is going through a sales pitch, I know it's a sales pitch. And then I'll ask them a question and interrupted their sales pitch and it <laughs> throws them completely off. So that's, that. you can tell real quick when somebody is being genuine. And, and I think that's, you know, I respond to that as well. Uh, you know, if, if I know that somebody really has my best interests is working with me and for me, I will keep that person close to me because I know that they are going to be successful. And I know that partnering with this person or building a relationship with this person is only going to make me better finding those people in your life in your network that you can count on and and are genuine people they're they're few and far between so when you find them hold on
0: to them for sure and i love that word genuine because it's real it's who they are what is one lesson you think everyone should learn early in their career
1: how to accept failure like you said that's very good because A lot of times people will, and I speaking of antidotes, we had mentioned earlier, this is something that you know, my first, my very first job interview out of school. You know, I went to Tyler School of Art, I had this very large graphic design portfolio, and I was so excited to graduate and go on my first job interview. And it must have been about 100 degrees out that day, and I was wearing a suit, and I was early, so I was walking around the city and I was sweating profusely. By the time I got into there, there was no air conditioning. I opened up my portfolio and I'm I'm sweating over my work, stumbling over my words. And I walked out of there and said, well, I'm not gonna get that job, that's for sure. (laughs) But I took that experience and I learned from it. That could have been a huge failure for somebody and said, you know, this is it, I'm done. I'm never gonna be a designer. I'm never gonna be good at this. You know, giving yourself a little bit more credit to say, what can I learn from this experience? You know, personal betterment I think is, is very important.
0: I think what you're saying is is key to personal success and individual success because you're learning. You're not failing, you're not losing, you're not, you know, at a disadvantage. You are learning and as long as you're learning, you are growing. And when you stop learning, you start dying. And I think when you learn from your experiences you learn valuable information
1: that was a valuable lesson for me for sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't go to a, an, an appointment early
1: if it's 100 degrees up. And, wa- and decide to take a walk around the city to kill some time while in a, a you heavy probably have never
0: you probably <laughs> have never done that since <laughs> i will
1: wear a suit but i'll make sure that i'm sitting in my air conditioner right right exactly
0: room, yeah? exactly i think that and i think you know taking it with a little bit of laugh that's how you learn Even if it's something that didn't work out the way you expected it to, you learn. And as long as you could look at experiences, not as failures or successes, but as learning, I think you'll do very well.
1: Even the most successful people in the world have failed. How do you think they got to where they are? It's because they have failed over and over and over and over again. I mean, and you know. each
0: time they fail, they have learned yeah. each time they fail, that they have eliminated something that they know would not work for them. And over time, you're going to eventually get to the path that works. And I think that's the real key to success okay. um, as we're coming to, um, you know, the end of the time period. But I always ask guests this question. What is one question you wished I asked but didn't? This gives you the opportunity, Sal, to talk about something that's very important to you. And it gives me the opportunity to see what my guests really feel are important and that they wished I had asked. So it makes me a better interviewer.
1: Well, I I wish we had hours to talk about some of the funny stories that you and I have had over the years, some of the experiences that you and I have had um you know we've we've had some great times together deborah and uh you know i'm just a lucky person to to have met you and to have known you but some of the things that you know just some of the experiences that we've had working in the city um you know the outside of of 701 walnut street it's some of the car crashes that we've seen the 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 fights the
0: (laughs) i believe if for those who are not aware of this sal was an employee at the agency for many years, which was at 7th and Walnut. And it was one of the main thoroughfares out of the city. So at four to six, cars were On a desperate attempt to get out of the city as fast as they could. Mm -hmm. So there were accidents. Tow trucks were there getting all of the cars out of the streets so people could go crazy. There were muggings. There were accidents. There were yells. And it was, we sat there and it was like watching a stage show. We (laughs) never knew what we were going to see that day, but it was always an event.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) not that we worked in a bad area of the city either, right by the Liberty Bell. So it was. Very, you know, populated area, but it was just always something going on in that corner. There was always some excitement. And and I must
0: tell our listening audience, this I believe there was a day when Sal personally, one-on-one, ran (laughs) down a mugger. He saw someone mugging a woman. She screamed. And our Sal ran after the mugger and got him.
1: Well, I didn't personally get get him. The police officer who I flagged down got him, but It was definitely one of those fight or or flight moments. That's for sure that, you know, without even thinking you you do you do the right thing. So but uh, we've had some fun times, Deborah. And I'm you know, I'm I'm very lucky to have known you uh, in my life and I I appreciate I appreciate you having me on this this podcast. It's an exciting new venture for you. You're going to take the podcast world by storm. And, uh, you're going to be the next Joe Rogan, and uh, <laughs> um, continued success to you. And, and
0: again, uh, thank you so much. Every, Sam. Everything we've that you've always done we've been a great guy. I'm very very talented designer, and I thank you for being a guest on our show. And I thank our audience. For listening today to communication matters and to realize how important communications are not only in everyday life, but throughout your life, because they connect you to other people one on one. I thank you all for listening and Sal I so enjoyed talking to you again I'm sure I'll be talking to you many times. In the
1: future as well. It was my pleasure, 100%, Deborah. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, thank you. I'd like to thank our listeners for their ongoing support. And if you would like to reach Sal about any of the information he discussed today, he can be contacted at the following email. S-T-R-O-V-A-T-O-L-L-C at gmail.com. Again, that is... Sal Trovato's email, s-t-r-o-v-a-t-o-l-l-c at gmail.com. We thank you all for listening to Voice America Radio and hope you'll be listening to us again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. Communication Matters can be heard on the Voice America Business Channel. Check and listen for new shows every week. Until our next program, keep the communication going.